You want weird? I'll give you weird. You want crazy? I got a truckload of crazy for you, too. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Movie. I'm your host, Rick. Doing podcast in my car. I'm at lunch break right now. I thought I'd crank this one out. Wow. Have I got a movie for you this time? I haven't seen this one in a long time. And if you've been listening to the show or any show that I'm on, you know that I love anything that's just kind of its own thing. You can't really categorize it. It's just kind of out there on its own. This one's got a relative cousin. But for the most part, there is nothing else out there like this movie. And that's what makes it so fun. And what I'm talking about is brain damage from 1988. Yes, the glorious 80s. Especially 88. I was a senior in high school when this came out. Um, you had a big heavy, a lot of heavy hitters at this time. Of course, Friday the 13th was hitting its stride. <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street's doing big bangs big money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so horror was just really on top. Hellraiser, everything going on. This movie kind of came out of left field. And this is brought to you by Frank Henenlotter. That's right. The same guy that brought you Basket Case 1, 2, and 3. Like, those movies aren't crazy enough. I think this one out crazies the crazy of those. I do love me some Basket Case. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this one is just so different <laughs> and so bizarre that I couldn't wait to talk about it. Uh, by the way, it is on Tubi, in case you're wondering. So I'll give you a short synopsis of what this is all about. I'm actually reading this. It says, A young man discovers a disgusting parasite that has attached himself to its brain to his brain stem. He becomes addicted to the psychedelic euphoria it produces... But in return, it must feed on human victims. Yeah. Uh, this story opens up with a elderly couple. I don't want to say elderly. They're probably in their 60s. Um, and husband's coming home. He's been to the butcher shop. And he gives it to his wife. She opens it up. And it's a bunch of brains. Calf brains. Lamb brains. Whatever. Uh, and they're talking about how he's not going to like them or these look great and he will like them. They're making a discussing a discussion over, are these brains acceptable or not to whoever they're giving them to? Uh, they go to the bathroom, which is where they keep this thing and are going to feed it the brains, but it's missing. So we still haven't even seen what it looks like yet. And, uh, they start completely wigging out trying to figure out where this thing went. And this thing's name is Almer, not Elmer, Almer, with an A. <clears throat> and basically what this thing is, is about a 8-inch long slug parasite. And what this thing does is it gets on the back of your neck. It, this thing's got eyeballs big mouth with a bunch of jagged teeth and stuff. It opens up its mouth and a needle comes out of its mouth and it sticks it in the back of your head, in your neck, up into your brain and it secretes, I'm going to say Windex. <laughs> it's a blue liquid that it injects into your brain and then 
you have euphoria. You see things you've never seen before, all that kind of stuff, right? Highly addictive. And these people are 100% addicted to, to this thing that, that have him captured. Well, he's missing. He has gone missing. And they literally, they live in an apartment complex. They are literally running door to door, knocking on the neighbor's doors, busting in their house and going and checking the bathroom because apparently that's where this thing likes to hang out. They can't find it anywhere. Next thing you know, it shows them, the, the, the couple back at home in their apartment and they're laying on the floor, foaming at the mouth and DTing like you wouldn't believe. So apparently this secretion that he, that, that Almer does is super, super addictive. Um, that brings in our main character, Brian. Brian's at home. He's not feeling well. And you get a shot that the window is open. And he's laying in bed. His girlfriend comes in. They're supposed to go to a concert. He doesn't feel like going because he's really sick. So the girlfriend ends up going with Brian's brother, who Brian and his brother live together in his apartment. So, no, you, you kids go ahead, have fun. I'm going to lay here and rest. While they're gone... He wakes up another time, Brian does, and notices a lot of blood on his pillow coming out of the back of his neck. And then he realizes that it's, yeah, there's a, a hole in the back of his neck. And he starts freaking out, goes to the bathroom to clean up, and then he feels like there's another presence in the bathroom. And he pretty much yells out, I know somebody's in here, so you might as well make yourself seen. Well... Elmer is inside of Brian's shirt, and he comes out, and what I love about this, it's this ugly little creature, some would even say cute in some weird, horrific kind of way, but he's got a voice like, and I'm not trying to shun him in any ways, but my buddy Mark Allison, this thing has a voice very much like if Mark Allison was a radio DJ, very calm, very soothing voice. And he talks very proper. It's just hilarious. I, I love, I love Almer. I do. I would almost have a, a prop if I could, in the house. Uh, I just think it's such a great character. Uh, so he ends up explaining himself to Brian, what he is, what he does. Um, at the same time. Brian starts feeling kind of bad. Elmer climbs up on his back, and you see him literally stick the needle out of his mouth into the back of the neck, secreting into the brain, which you see this scene like, I don't know, five or six times through the whole movie. It's different every time, but it's like, why do it every time? We already know what's happening. I guess just for the gross factor. Um, but Brian lays down on the bed, and he's looking up at the ceiling, and he's got a single kind of light fixture in the middle of the bedroom, you know, the old 80s style that's just hanging there in the middle of the room. He keeps staring at it. Next thing you know, it turns into a big eyeball that's just staring over him. And his room starts filling up with the blue liquid, like full of water. And it's all totally psychedelic, right? He is toasted. Well, needless to say, Almer can only go so long and he has to eat. And what does he eat? Human brains. That's right. Uh, the other couple was giving him brains of other animals, and they were trying to keep him captive, but he had to break loose because he needed some real human brains. 
So what's happening here is he's made a deal with Brian that he will keep him juiced up, but Brian has to go out and take Almer out so he can find fresh meat or fresh brains. <laughs> there you go, folks. That's pretty much the concept of this movie. And you get all kinds of crazy scenes. Uh, there's a scene where Brian is like out, out and about, and he goes to an old junkyard, a car graveyard, basically, and he is flipping out, man. He's seeing a light show in his head that's unlike anything else. He goes on about how beautiful it is. Security guard comes out and tries to arrest him. And, of course, Almer does his business. And I have to say, these kills with Almer, they're funny. They're gross. They're fun. All at the same time. Because he literally just jumps up, attaches himself to their forehead, burrows through their forehead, and starts eating their brain inside the head. And the tail sticking out. So they're constantly like pulling on the tail, trying to pull him back out. <laughs> it is great. I love it. So uh, you get several of these of him going out. Uh, there's one where he goes to a club. It's like a punk club. And he picks up this, this girl who's uh, slightly dressed, I guess you'd say. She has an attraction to, to Brian. They go in the back room. Uh, Brian is absolutely wasted at this point. He can't even hardly stand up. She basically pushes him against the wall and decides to go downtown. Needless to say, she fills him up and says, you know, some derogative things about, you have a monster down there. Well, yeah, literally. Unzips the pants and whammo! Right through her mouth, into her brain. It's obviously what they're trying to portray here, right? I'll leave that for you to check out for yourself. Uh, so you've got this killing spree going on. And then you get all the, the paranoia of him staying at home. He stays in the bathroom all the time. There's one scene where he's supposed to go out with his girlfriend to eat. And he's in the bathtub. And they're like, are you going to come out? You've been in there forever. He's like, yeah, I'll be out in a little bit. And Elmer's in the tub with him. And Elmer stands up and just sprays the blue liquid on him in the tub. And he starts hooping and hollering like he's at a rodeo. <laughs> it is hilarious. And this movie, I'm telling you, is it's so off the rails. Uh, he does eventually go out and eats with his girlfriend. And they go out to an Italian restaurant. And he looks down in his plate and all the meatballs are slowly turning into brains. So it's almost like he can even sense now whenever Almer's getting hungry and this is the things that he sees, letting him know it's time to take him somewhere. Uh, several more kills going on. Then he finally runs back into the, the, the original couple that had him. They're trying to get him back. And they're talking about how you can't control him. We had him under control. You don't know what you're doing. We need to have him back. Obviously, they were addicted as well. Not to mention, this guy, he looks like death warmed over now at this point from, from <laughs> all this that has happened. Detoxing, I guess. If you ever do really detox. Um, he ends up getting away from them. Goes back home. Long story short... His girlfriend is now interested in his brother because they're the only ones there together. They end up sleeping together. And Brian comes in there in the middle of the night. And he's standing there. And they're both freaking out because of 
them, you know, being caught by him. And I don't think he's really even concerned about that. He's more concerned about their safety because most of the time, whenever Elmer's doing this stuff and he's killing people, Brian doesn't remember it because he's so high, he don't remember it. But he does know that it's happening because he saw one of them happen for real. And so he tells his brother and his girlfriend that they need to leave as soon as possible because if he comes back and he's high, he can't stop Almer from killing them. Of course, they have no idea what he's talking about. And I'm going to kind of stop it there. I don't want to give the rest of it away. Again, the whole point of this is for you to get interested enough for you to go check this movie out for yourself or to leave me some messages of what you think about this movie. Uh, the ending is just as crazy as the rest of it. We do get a cameo from uh, our our main character and the basket from Basket Case. They're on a subway train at one point in this movie. So it's kind of cool to see that kind of tagged into this as well. Like I said, these movies are very, very closely related. It's a wonder we didn't have a crossover between the two. Uh, I really think this movie is so ridiculous, but so fun. Such a good movie. Again, it it, it is unlike anything else you're going to see. Uh... It's 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 puppetry with this little uh, Elmer character. Uh, there's a little stop motion in it. The voice just cracks me up because he's never excited, never gets rattled. He's been doing this for centuries and centuries. He's just cool. That's just all there is to it. And he knows that he's got him. There's even a point where Brian's trying to detox, and he says, "All right, let's see who lasts the longest. Either either you break or I break, right?" And you can imagine how that turns out. I, I just, I don't know, man. I really, really love this movie. This is a perfect party movie. If you're getting a bunch of friends together and you're wanting something crazy to watch, pull up YouTube, pull up Brain Damage. You can't go wrong with this one. I'm telling you, it is so much fun and very gruesome, very gross. Uh, it's simplistic. When you look at it, you're like, well, there's not really a lot to this. Well, it doesn't have to be. And that's the beauty of Basket Case as well. So um, I'm just disappointed we never had a follow-up, right? So not going to give that away. You folks, check it out for yourself. I hope you enjoy it. This is Rick. And again, I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, let me know. Uh, if there's movies you want covered, I'm all for that. I don't mind checking out stuff and giving you personal reports for it. I'm not going to do a Patreon or nothing like that. I will just do it for you right here on the spot. So uh, feel free to reach out. Let me know what you think. Hey, if you're a fan of this movie, let it be known. Till then, folks, we will check you later.